What is the crack, guys? I am here with young Brian O'Hengisa. We're going to have a bit of a chat about nutrition things, um, specifically with regards to losing fat and going on holidays, managing your nutrition and your lifestyle behaviors when you're away from your typical eating environment and you're maybe trying to enjoy yourself. So, Brian, what is the crack with you today? What's up, Dino? How are you getting on? Yeah, so as we were saying uh, off air, I've, I was just in Galway there for uh, three days uh, as a holiday. Um, so we said this would be actually a good chat to have because it was uh, very relevant, you know, for myself right now. I'm in a fat loss phase and, you know, obviously I was implementing all the things that we're going to talk about here. Um, so we figured, you know, this is, this is not something that's been super relevant for the last, you know, 18 months or whatever with COVID because there hasn't been much holidays to be had. Yes, there's been uh, staycations and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, I think it's going to become more relevant again, thankfully, uh, as people are going to be able to get away more. And no doubt we'll be trying to do so um, You know, before the year is out. Now that things are a bit more open in the world, which is good. So yeah, I had a good time. Um, and yeah, we're just going to talk about... I suppose the, the mindset going into going away, uh, different things that we would consider as coaches, you know, when we're trying to help people on this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then also um, some very practical, simple tips that people can take away with and, uh, you know, go, go and manage this better depending on, on what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause I think it is uh, people, especially, when not even necessarily talking about fat loss phases, but when we have individuals that are trying to manage their calories, obviously it's usually within the context of a fat loss phase, but the idea of going on holidays, being outside your food environment, uh, going to be more alcohol consumed, there's going to be more desserts, there's going to be more crisps and, and, and different snacks floating about throughout the day. You may potentially even be with people that you're not normally with. All of this kind of comes together to make it a, a tricky situation to, to manage, and it freaks people out <laughs> a lot, I find. Um, but what we're going to do today is we're just, as Brian said, we're going to go over some different mental schemas, shall we say, um, and, and ways to think about managing your nutrition around your holidays so you can sort of stay on track with your goals. But I think it, it is going to be within the context of, of body composition though, is, is that, that's kind of what we're shooting at today. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, I'm, um, how many weeks in, uh, I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure how many weeks in exactly I'm into my fat loss phase, but you know, I am sort of in the middle of it. I've lost like six, seven kilos now and another four or so to go. Mm. So, you know, and, and you don't want that to interfere with you also being able to go away and enjoy yourself um but obviously there has to be some some balance some sort of trade-offs because you know potentially how i how i went away and how i managed things would look different if i wasn't in a fat loss phase right for sure yeah. um well i think before we get into the specifics of it it's the i think the mindset and the sort of philosophy of 
how you're going to approach a holiday um, is important to consider, right? Because, you know, we are not going to sit here and say to people, yeah, okay, well, you're on holidays. I don't really care about that. You have these goals and we must stay laser focused on them. So when you go out for a meal, you need to order, you know, grilled chicken with some uh, plain vegetables and just have that, right? That is, it's not, that's not what we're going to do. Like that is not so the part of this. The scales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even worse. That's not, because, you know, we, we look at health as an all encompassing thing. So it's not just about what you're eating. It's how you're interacting with the people you care about. It's how you're interacting with your life, like how you're enjoying it, et cetera. Like all that is very much um, relevant for you being healthy. So the sort of principles of going on holidays, right, is this is, what I, this is what I have. Like you don't need to go and eat six croissants a day just because you're on holidays, right? So you don't have to take the absolute piss just because you're away. But at the same time, you are on holiday to enjoy yourself and make memories. It's not a very large proportion of your year whatsoever. Right? That's important to consider, right? It's a very small section of your year. Um, so basically, you, you have to decide, right? And there's a few things that will maybe factor into this decision. But you have to decide, like, okay, what am I willing to trade off here? So am I, do I want to go and, you know, have a few drinks do i want to be able to have dessert sometimes um these are things you have to ask yourself right because what's most important to you or i or anyone else when on holidays in terms of how they enjoy it as much as possible is going to differ right so for some people going away is about you know relaxing and doing activities and spending time with uh, the people that they're with and just enjoying that um, and it may not be very sort of food orientated at all. Okay. Whereas for other people, they may be very food foodie. Uh, and I've considered myself to be in that category. They may be very much into their food. So they may enjoy a lot, you know, going out to eat and, you know, they might have the, the, their different restaurants picked out ahead of time. Like this is where I want to go and I just want to try this, etc. So you have to ask yourself what's important to you. And then, try and develop a plan around making the most of that. And then if we're talking about this fat loss context as well, so you're trying to juggle some, some balls here, then you say, okay, well, what am I willing to, to trade? You know, so I'm going to focus on the things that are most important. So let's say if it's, you know, eating out or having dessert or something. Um, but if just kind of grabbing snacks throughout the day is something that I can take it or leave it, then yeah, you say, okay, I'm definitely not going to do that stuff. Right. And then you start to become, get into a situation where you're making these trade-offs. Um, so essentially you have to decide like, how do I want to play this? And what I, what I usually suggest people to do actually is, you know, basically there's, there's two ends of the spectrum. Like there's being really strict and basically not deviating from your plan at all. And then there's the other end where you just absolutely go nuts off the wall. Right. And you know, some people may want to do that. Some people may want to say, Hey, I'm going to absolutely not think about my nutrition um, for this, for the duration of this trip. And I'm just going to go and not think about it, do whatever I want, essentially. Um, which look, if that's, if that's you and you want to do that, that is absolutely fine. So long as you accept that that will interfere with those other goals you may have. 
right? That is the, I think that's the crux of it. Because if you say to me before you go away, okay, I'm going to go, I'm just going to yellow it and I'm going to enjoy myself. But if you come back to me and you say, you know, Brian, I feel pretty shit now. I'm pretty guilty um, in terms of how I handle things. I ate and drank so much. Uh, you know, my weight has gone up a little bit. I, I'm not happy now. Then that wasn't the right call for you. So what I actually like people to do is imagine the different scenarios. Like imagine, okay, you've just been away and you've played it this way. How do you feel? Come on back to me based on what might happen there. Or maybe you take a more moderate approach and then you come back to me and you talk to me um, about how that feels. So you try and visualize those different situations and see which one actually feels the best for you and is right. Um, so it's a case of being very clear on you know, what's important to you and what you want to do and how you want to manage it and then owning that decision and accepting whatever comes with that decision. Right. So be it that you deviate towards the yellow side and, you know, it affects your progress, let's say, um, or you take a much more moderate approach and maybe you have to sacrifice eating some stuff or drinking some stuff while you're away and potentially you know, missing out, so to speak. Uh, I think that's trying to find where you fit as an individual on that spectrum in the context of your goals is the main thing. Um, I'll just add just, uh, before I let you jump in again, Dean, um, I think the, dur the duration of the trip matters a lot in this context as well, because like, if, if I'm going away for say a month, I can't really afford to YOLO it for an entire month. Right. If I have these other goals in mind. Okay. Um, whereas if it's a long weekend, they're just a, just a regular weekend, it's a lot harder to, you know, undo a lot of progress or set yourself back in a short period of time versus a longer period of time. So that is something else to consider. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good points there. Um, and I suppose it's really context specific, like basically everything. Right. And I suppose, you know, when we're, when we're talking about holidays and, flexible dieting and all these different types of things i think the good message is you can have anything you want but not everything you want okay so you can't have you're not going to be able to lose fat and go mad on a holiday and eat everything that you want right you, you have to pick something that is in line with what you want to get out of it right so if you want the if to you the the, the full holiday experience is no holds barred, just go for it. Alcohol, like literally pints from the minute you wake up and crisps and, and chocolate the whole day. And, you know, you don't care about the consequences of that. That's, that's perfectly fine. But I suppose it's just kind of coming back to where, what, what do you feel personally is reasonable, as you said, Brian? Like, and I think the middle ground is, is typically going to be best for most people. I think like anything going to the extreme end of like dieting when you're on holidays, don't really recommend that. Don't, you know, you could still, you could still aim to maybe be in a slight deficit, but realistically, I think it's going to take away from the enjoyable experience of, of being on holidays. And then on the other end of the spectrum, if you go mad and you just, you know, you don't care and it's no holds barred, as I say, 
you're leaving yourself with some potential negative emotions, as 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 you said, and then also you 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 might be leaving yourself leaving yourself with a lot of work. Whenever you come home, you know if you do care about how you look and how your body composition is, and maybe even it's it's not even just about how you look; it's also about you have performance goals that are that are related to your how your body composition is. Then you're just adding a lot of extra stress onto the situation that that could have been avoided if you just had a moderated thing a little bit more. Um, so yeah, I think that that sort of continuum. Um, that you kind of mentioned where it's like you can either go on holidays and, and try and diet and be in a fat loss phase on one end or you can go mad and, and just eat everything around you and drink everything around you on the other end and then having this middle ground I think the middle ground is is probably going to be the best place to sit in terms of for the vast majority of people in terms of it lines up with having a nice experience when you're on holidays but also managing body composition nicely in, in, in a sense. So when we're talking about the middle ground, what do you think is what do you think is some good ways to to sit in this middle ground if if one was to shoot for this middle ground where we sort of go into maintenance calories and not go to these extreme ends of the spectrum. In terms of how we might go about that and and the the actual implementation, is it? Mm. How how might someone implement that? Yeah, so there's a few tips that you know we give to people uh, in this context, and we'll go through them, and then I'll, I'll talk about a little bit about how I actually did it myself over the the weekend just gone, because um, you'll see it's it's a lot of practicing what we preach essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing you can consider is, you know, again, this depends on the duration of the holiday. So like, if it's a long weekend or a weekend you could potentially save some calories, you know, the, the week or two before, if you want. And if you're already in a fat loss phase, depending on how far into it you are, and depending on the size of your deficit, that may, that may not be that practical. You may just be, you know, not, not at your limit as such, but you may not be able to essentially diet more going into the holiday. Now, in my case, yeah, I was away for three days. I was able to shave off a couple of hundred calories, um, the other days of that week and then you know that's essentially giving me more of a budget for the the weekend away so that's one potential option that definitely works well for very short duration uh, trips now i don't think that works very well once you go over say three days i don't think that's really appropriate because you're not going to be able to realistically save that much right um but then you can i mean a lot of the the stuff we, we always talk about in, in all fat loss contexts, all that stuff still applies here. So, you know, you're going to try is certainly to eat a lot of protein across the day, right. To, you know, support, you know, you're, if you're still, if you've still been training or you still are training all the way, you still want to want to get that muscle recovery. And we also want to prevent muscle loss. And then the, probably the main one is just to regulate and manage appetite across the day. Um, so you're not feeling super hungry, which makes it a lot easier to manage what you're doing with your nutrition. You know, uh, it just, it just makes life easier. So, um, trying to get protein in at every meal and then, you know, potentially what people will do is, uh, practice some amount of intermittent fasting. This is something that I will utilize myself and, uh, recommend to people a lot. So, you know, typically on holidays, like you're not, 
you're not bound to your normal routine. Like you're not, you're not stuck with, okay, I'm getting up in the morning before I go to work. So I have to have breakfast now. And then I have to have my lunch at this time. And then after lunch, uh, or, you know, after work, I go and work out. So I might have a snack before that. And then I have my dinner. Like you're not tied to that same routine. Right. So potentially you, if you don't feel so much like eating when immediately when you get up, then maybe you get up and you go start going about your day, doing whatever you're going to do while you're on holidays. And maybe you just don't even end up having breakfast. Maybe you just hang on until lunch, have a, have a lunch. And then potentially you're going out for dinner that, that evening. And, and maybe you just end up having these kind of two bigger meals in the day. Right. As a, and you know, that'll save some calories essentially because you're eating less frequently. Maybe you have a little snack uh, that's potentially high in protein or source of fruit and veg, like in between, but you'll probably find that you're not. Yeah. You, you can structure your day more to suit how you feel on the day. Right. And, you know, being mindful of your food choices and, and food decisions is huge here because, you know, if you feel, you know, if you're just kind of going along and just picking at snacks without thinking much about it, you want to have, you want to ask yourself, you know, okay, am I hungry here? Um, you know, what are our plans for eating for the day? Which choices do I want to make? So being mindful just of your decisions is huge, right? And that is never, that's never not the case, right? Whether you're on holidays or not. Um, the, the hardest thing, like, you know, naturally when we go away, we're usually going to be eating out more. So what are the hardest things to get while eating out? Well, it's usually protein to a certain extent, and then also plants, All right? So fruit and veg is harder to come by um, when you're just eating out more often. So I would be suggesting to people, you know, as much as possible, getting like side orders of vegetables with their meals of some sort. Um, or potentially having like a salad or something for your lunch um, and then having, you know, more flexibility with your dinner and um, potentially you can usually buy fruit, you know, in a shop, right. And it's, it's convenient and it's portable. So that makes it easy because people can usually uh, achieve a target of eating a decent amount of fruit while they're away. It may not be as easy to get like just going to a shop and get vegetables. If you don't have, um, if you're not, you don't have self catering or whatever, but, you know, you can always go into a shop generally and, you know, buy a punnet of strawberries or whatever it is. Um, and that'll help keep your, you know, your fiber up, your nutrients up. Um, those foods are nice and hydrating and they're filling and they're voluminous. So again, they'll keep you more full throughout the day. Um, and then, you know, hydration is, is very important. Um, just making sure you keep drinking your water throughout the day, especially if you're somewhere in a warmer climate, like that's important. Um, but yeah, you know, that'll, that'll help offset like potentially false feelings of, of hunger and it'll help you just, you know, feel better as well, especially if you're drinking more, right. That's going to be uh, drinking more alcohol. I should say you should, it'll be good to just maintain that level of hydration. Um, quite often, again, like this obviously depends on the person and the context and all this stuff that we're talking about, how the individual likes to holiday, but where possible, like if you're doing sightseeing, you know, you can potentially be more active in that sightseeing. So you can walk places, uh, you can take a bike, maybe do a bike tour um, instead of, say, you know, getting taxis, using public transport, et cetera. Obviously, there's a lot of it depends, you know, in that. 
but that's something that you can keep in mind. Um, and, you know, by doing that, you may get away with keeping your activity levels up without having to engage in any actual training sessions. Um, now, some people like to train when they're away. Uh, again, this kind of love depends how long. Holidays. You love to train. Yeah, when I'm on holidays, I, if I can, I'll always train. Just yeah, because I just enjoy it so much. But again, some people are like, "That's disgusting." I would never train when I'm on holidays. <laughs> well, I th- yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, if you enjoy training, you know, people. Yeah, people look at you funny, kind of say, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I did you know three workouts while I was away for this week or whatever." But you know, if you actually enjoy training, like it's not it's not a hard thing for you to go and do. And by you not doing it just because you're on holidays, you actually detract from your overall well-being and enjoyment, right? Because, okay, I enjoy training, but I'm not going to do it because I'm on holidays, right? So I'm not going to do this thing I enjoy purposely just because I'm away. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, And I think that, I think, again, the duration of the trip makes a difference there. Like, if you're only away for a weekend, it might be hard to find the time to fit a training session in, depending on what you have planned. But if you're away for a week or two or more, then I think it's certainly reasonable to get a couple of sessions in. You know, if if you are that way inclined, as you said, not everybody is. But um, you know, if if you're away somewhere nice and there's a beach or something like going for a run on the beach in the early morning or in the evening or something, can be quite nice. So you can consider how to or going for swims. Um, there's lots of ways to be more active without just, you know, literally parking yourself by a pool or on the beach for, you know, eight hours and just drinking cocktails and, uh, eating crisps, you know, the, again, some people that might be their idea of a holiday, right? So, uh, you know, that's not for us to be judgmental of, but, um, it is quite possible, I think, to, um, be more active without, having to consciously think about it too much if that makes sense so uh those would be the main ones for me so do you have any um any other ones you want to add there well i think just to kind of take it back to the to what you're talking earlier about uh, just to give people a bit of a framework to go off whenever they are on holidays so i think what you said earlier about protein and plants is a good way of thinking about your diet overall but especially when you're on holidays if you if you can sort of try and get two, maybe three servings of protein throughout the day in combination with some sort of plants, whether that be fruit, whether that be your veggies, or even, you know, a small handful of nuts or something like that, just to kind of offset the, the more processed food that you're going to be eating in, 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 when you're on holidays, right? Because uh, as you said, typically the evening meal is, is when people have their, more calorie dense foods, less plants, less protein, potentially more alcohol, dessert, etc. Right. So I think that framework of protein and plants throughout the day, at least, if you can get them in, is really, really nice. So that, that's kind of one thing that I would be really putting a focus on that you said is protein and plants. Then the other thing is managing calories throughout the week um, is kind of your your other consideration. And as you said, there's there's many different techniques that you can use to manage energy when you're not on holidays. But when you are on holidays, you want to um, get a really good experience uh, and enjoy yourself as, as much as possible. So I think that the fasting is um, definitely a good way of doing things. If you 
can fast if you if you're someone that 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 likes to fast like even you know uh, you can if you find as, as you said you wake up a wee bit later than you normally do when you're on holidays you could wake up you could just think about right hydration i'm just going to get some some water in maybe just go for something caffeinated like you know i've got a sugar-free red bull here a sugar-free monster a black coffee whatever it is you, you could start your day off with that and then kind of go from there and i could maybe water and maybe one or two caffeinated drinks could push you on until lunchtime and then that's whenever you get your salad and your protein and all, and all that jazz but i think outside of that then when we're talking about calories if body composition is is something that you care about and, and we're assuming that that it is because you're within this context of, of what we're chatting about brian said that you can create a bit of a buffer before you go on holidays so you could even if you're not in a fat loss phase before you go on holidays you could do a mini cut and what that does is it creates this buffer of calories say you've done a mini cut for 10 days you're in a you're in a 500 calorie deficit for each of those days 10 times 5 5000 right um so that's kind of uh, that's going to create a nice little buffer for you when you go on holidays you can also do that after you come back from the holiday right so if you feel like you overdone it a little bit and maybe you created that 5,000 calorie buffer and it's like, you know what? I probably overdone it a little tiny bit there. There's nothing stopping you from doing another five to 10 day mini cut or kind of jumping back on the fat loss, um, onto a fat loss phase if that's part of your, part of what you're trying to go for. Right. So, so I think when we're talking about energy calories and how that influences our body composition, often people they kind of just think within a 24 hour period. They, they don't think, although some people and people that coach with us will begin to start thinking this way more in a weekly perspective, but also even in a more long-term perspective, like a month, you know, like you can still think of your total energy intake across an entire month and manage it that way. And then sort of see how a seven to 14 day holiday would fit into there where you've gone into maintenance or maybe you've gone into a bit of a surplus that was a little bit higher than you were expected over that seven, 14 days, but it's totally fine because if you want, you can offset that with, uh, with, with a mini cut or, uh, a 10 day period of being in a calorie deficit. And, and that will sort of quote unquote offset some of the, the increases in energy that you might experience, um, when you're on holidays, you know? Yeah. Spot on. So I think uh, I'll go through what exactly I did. Now, we've essentially just talked through it all, but <clears throat> I suppose I can show, like, or I can show, I can talk to people about how it works, I say, I say in practice, um, in terms of that, that those three days I had in Galway just gone, right? Um, and like I said, I'm in, I'm in a fat loss phase now, and I don't want to, I don't want to prolong it for any longer than it needs to be. Right. You don't want to, you don't want to just be sitting in a fat loss phase for any longer than you need to. Like just, it doesn't make sense. However, I knew that I didn't want to limit myself over when I was eating out, um, over the weekend. So if I ended up just having a maintenance week where I did not see any fat loss results, I was going to be perfectly happy with that. Right. Cause I wasn't, you know, I wasn't willing essentially to do any more than I did. Okay. And I come back and I don't feel bad about that. I feel like I really enjoyed myself. Like 
that's how it should be. You know, if you make these decisions, like, like I said, you need to own them. So, um, you know, Fiona and I had picked out a few places that we wanted to eat in and try, you know, there was a, there was a burger place that was supposed to be the best burger in Ireland. Um, I would put it maybe third, right. So I wouldn't give it the Ooh. top, the top spot. Um, that was, that was handsome burger in Galway. And then, uh, my top would be Bunsen. And then after that, mm. son of a bun here in Cork is, uh, is pretty excellent. So, you know, we, we had, that was essentially why we went when we took this trip was to go try that burger. Right. This is like, uh, over a year in the making now. And it's like, essentially is why we chose Galway, right? Like Galway is a nice place. I like Galway a lot. So does Fiona. And there's obviously a lot to do there, but the focal, burger, point, though. Yeah, the focal point of the trip was to go and eat this, uh, this burger meal. Right. So that'll, that'll indicate that I am certainly about the food right when i'm planning a trip around eating a burger right um and and so that will tell you like i'm not i'm obviously not going to go to galway and then not have this burger when essentially the trip is is about that okay um you know it's not all about that there's a lot a lot to the trip but there was that was it was 95 percent yeah right and the other five percent was to have the dobro's pizza right which is supposed to be the best takeaway pizza in uh, in europe um and that was very good. Right? It was good, yeah. It was good. Uh, there's a place here in Cork that's um, called Pompeii Pizza, which is, I think, a little bit better. Um, but they're, they're very similar. Like, the dough was fantastic. And, um, yeah, it was good. Very light, very thin pizza. Like, definitely mm. not, not a high calorie. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't even, wouldn't even have been a lot of calories. Like, probably eight 900 in the whole thing versus you know, large dominoes like 2000 um, mm. or thereabouts. So already you can see, okay, I'm not willing to sacrifice not having these food experiences, but then what did I do? Okay. So did the, the thing you said, right. Get up in the morning, hydrate and caffeinate, and then essentially just go about my day from there. Okay. Um, so on Saturday we had the, we shared one of those pizzas for lunch, right. So that wasn't much at all. Um, and then I, I was having some, essentially, I was using a lot of high protein and fruit snacks in between meals, or if I felt hungry, not, not even so much that I felt hungry, but just like, I need to have these to keep my protein intake up, right? And I need to have these to keep my fiber and um, plant intake up, okay? So I was going into the, sh- there were shops nearby, I was going into the shops, buying pots of, you know, pineapple and strawberries and blueberries, mm. Um got some apples, got some kiwis, uh, had some fiber one bars, right? So all those come together, keep your plants up, help keep your fiber up. And then I was having, say, uh, you know, the, the cartons of flavored protein milk, right? So the chocolate, okay. strawberry, vanilla protein milks. Uh, yeah, they're class. Um, I did bring some whey protein with me, okay, mm-hmm. which you absolutely can do. Um, you can put it in like a sealable bag or, you know, this was a local trip so i was able to just throw the tub in the car and that was fine mm. um so that, having... that's handy the the whey protein and even i suppose this is a good time to talk about protein bars this is a good context where they're handy as well but yeah. if you were to go on a more tropical exotic holiday um maybe where you're a bit afraid of eating the meat <laughs> i know some people <laughs> when they go to asia they're like i'm not eating the i'm not eating the meat here because it's like heard horror stories that's a good time or that's a good 
if you're going on that kind of a trip, that would be a good place to, to bring some whey protein, especially if uh, muscle maintenance or muscle gain is one of your goals as well. So that that's a good point as well. Um, take some whey protein with you, um, yeah. if you're especially if you're going somewhere a bit more exotic. Yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, like it d- depends where you're going. Like some places, you'd be able to go there and then buy a small bag or a small tub. Uh, again, depends on the the length of your trip. Um, other places you're not going to be able to access it so you know for example if you got to Bali you're not really going to be able to buy protein or I think it, I think maybe they sell it but it's uh, heinously expensive um, and it's 2% protein <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, do. I remember seeing a sports nutrition shop when I was there uh, I drove past it a few times but I never went in um, and I did have a bag of protein with me which was an absolute lifesaver even though it takes up like you know, a kilo of your luggage or whatever. It was, mm. it was, I was very glad to have it because um, it was hard to eat enough protein out there. But, um, you know, obviously if you're on a staycation or somewhere in Europe, like you're going to be able to go into most supermarkets, you're going to be able to get like a, a ready to drink protein drink, like a grenade shake or uh, something equivalent to like a Connecticut shake, which is essentially just skim milk and protein powder mixed up with some flavor. Like that's what you're getting. Right, so you're gonna you're gonna able gonna be able to get those to help keep your protein up. As you said, protein bars. Um, I did have one or two fulfill bars over the weekend as well, um, because they're easy to get and you know they do provide that little bit of protein. Um, so that's all I was really having outside of dinner, essentially. Right, so it's like having coffees, having um those pr- protein and fruit snacks, and then um was having like the main meal as dinner you know when i got there and i saw the menu it was like okay i'll decide if i want to have you know one two three courses you know that wasn't a that's not a decision i made ahead of time right unless you've seen the menu and you say you know i want to try that i want to try that i want to try that shouldn't go in with that predetermined because then you're maybe just doing it for the sake of it so you know got the dinner um you know order like the first night was just kind of a normal i had i had prawns to start and sea bass and potatoes and chorizo for uh, the main there was some veg with that i ordered extra they had this nice sumac uh, roasted cauliflower which is nice got that as a side so that immediately boosts up the veg and the fiber and the mm. satiety of that meal um and you know i wasn't i wasn't ordering prawns and sea bass just because i'm trying to be healthy necessarily those are what i like to eat um, especially they're not stuff that I cook much at home. Um, so, you know, when you're out, it's nice to take advantage of that. Um, and then, you know, my, I suppose my alcohol consumption was moderated a lot more than uh, it might have been if I wasn't dieting, right? So I was very happy to take a hit on not having as many drinks. Um, and I was very happy to choose drinks that are going to be lower in calories, right? So gin and slim tonics. Um, I was having some wine. I did want to have the odd bit of uh, Guinness because it had been so long since I had a pint of Guinness out somewhere. Um, but I wasn't just, you know, drinking for the sake of it, let's say. Um, I was having the few and then that was it. And uh, I was having desserts, right, based on how I felt after my dinner. You know, did I still want to have a dessert? Was I, was I, if I was going to, if I was going to be stuffed, I probably would have passed on it, all right? Um, and depending what was on the menu, I wasn't just going to get something for the sake of it, but you know, the places happen to have desserts that I really wanted to have, that I really enjoy sticky toffee pudding in one place. And, um, 
like chocolate mousse in another place right there, two of my favorite desserts. I'm going to have those. Um, but essentially that was, that was my main meal and I wasn't having much else besides that. Now, one of the days uh, we did have a nice big brunch, um, but, you know, I selected a, basically a vegetarian cooked breakfast. So it was pretty, it was pretty filling and pretty substantial, but also very nutritious. Mm-hmm. Um, so this nice place in Galway called Dila, which they grow most of their own food um off-site or and if they don't grow it themselves they source it locally so really really high quality food um and you know it was it was a lot of veg it was um some high fiber stuff some eggs ordered extra eggs to add their you know boost the protein up um so that was like brunch and then we didn't eat again until dinner right and even by dinner time wasn't even that hungry um so that's an example of having like just the two main meals. And I think I might've had a protein shake in between again, just to keep the protein up. But um, those are the main things that we took care of and raised to the nutrition. And then as it happened, you know, I was, I was clocking 20,000 steps or more each of those three days, just from walking to places uh, when sightseeing. Right. Mm. So that wasn't like, Oh, I need to go out for a walk now to get steps. But it was a case of the hotel is 20 minutes away from the city center. And we essentially just walked everywhere, spent uh, one uh, morning and afternoon on Inishmore and the Iron Islands and cycled around that, right? And did a bit of walking around that. So it wasn't like having to consciously choose to walk places, but instead of, say, getting a taxi from the hotel into town, you, you walked it and you walked home, right? Because mm. the weather was fine. Um, you know, if it was, if it was pissing rain, then maybe it would have got a taxi, but, um, it was good. So that was essentially it. Um, so you can see within that, all the different sort of tips that we've talked about and, um, making that all work. Mm. Yeah. One thing you mentioned there as well within that about, you kind of got to a place where you were full um, in, in certain situations, and I know we, we speak a lot about mindful eating and tuning in to your sensations of, of, of hunger and fullness. And I think when you're on holidays, because I know when you go on holidays, there is this kind of little switch that goes in everybody's brain that's like, right, okay, I'm going to relax. Everything becomes more relaxed. You know, if you're, if you were, say, a person that, that often says no to chocolate, maybe when you're on holidays, you say yes to it a little bit more often, but let's like, I think a, a big point to make is, and this is kind of where this little bit of mindful mindfulness and mindful eating comes into play is even though you're on holidays, it's not as if when you come home, there's no chocolate or drinks or anything nice to ever be found ever again. Right. All of these like nice things that you can experience on holidays. Yes, absolutely. You should experience them and have them there. But if you get to a place where you're very satisfied, you're almost like getting to that place where you're almost uncomfortably full. I think it is important to bring in this little bit of mindfulness and say, right, you know what? I could push it. And in most people, the little switch goes off in their head and it says, I'm on holiday, so I will push it. <laughs> but it's like, it, it can, you know, if you, if you have the mindset that I can still have a lot of nice treats and I can still have drinks even whenever I go home, even, you know, in a week from now, I can still have this stuff. And instead just saying, you know what, I'm satisfied with, with what I've had now. And maybe, you know, 
again, this could be dictated by the length of your trip as well, but you know, you don't need to push it to the max <laughs> every, yeah. every, in every situation, just because you're on holidays, the stuff the you know, the, the more processed treat style fun foods, as we call it and drinks, all that will still be there when you go home, you know, you don't need to push it to the max. Yes. They'll enjoy yourself, but this is kind of where a lot of the mindful eating practices become very important. And it's one of the reasons why we integrate it with our clients is because it's so useful, you know, in your day to day, but also whenever you, you leave your, your typical food environment and you'd be maybe more inclined to, to push the boat out a little bit to the point where you're like uncomfortably full and, and maybe even regretful of your choices, you know? Yeah. Um, you remind me of something there that I suppose we kind of forget about, but because we, we use this flexible approach with people and, you know, we educate people on how they don't have to just cut, all these different foods out of their diet if they want to get results. Um, you nearly forget that some people are going to be going on holidays in that situation. So then they have this almost rebound effect. It's like, okay, I have this, you know, seven to 10 day period where I'm away and I'm off. So I can actually go and have all these foods that I haven't been allowed to have, so to speak, um, mm. for the last few weeks or months or whatever it is. Um, and just you talking about how, all that stuff is still there when you come back, just reminded me that, you know, for, for our clients, look, it's not going to be like that stuff is there now. And that stuff is there when they're away. And that stuff is there when they come back. Right. There's no restriction on it necessarily. I'm not telling, we're not telling people to say, no, don't eat this. Don't eat that. Um, but I, I would understand that some people are going to be in that situation. Um, but that sh- that points to the problem of having that more rigid approach because, now you feel like you can just say, fuck it and just eat all this stuff. You know, okay, I haven't had chocolate and ice cream for a couple of months, so I'm just going to absolutely mm-hmm. go nuts on it. And like you said at the start, you know, potentially create more work for yourself afterwards. As I said, talking about like these negative emotions coming in when you come back because, you know, you just basically went under the radar and, and uh, took the piss, but only because you were within the confines of that maybe unnecessarily strict approach already. Um, so yeah, just remind me of that there talking about like the stuff is still going to be there for our clients. The stuff is still going to be there for other people and whoever they might be working with or whatever plan they might've followed in the past. It may not be there when they come back. So they feel mm-hmm. like they have to make the most of it. And um, so that's like a slight aside that probably you don't want to restrict all that stuff overly. Um, because then you will be more inclined to maybe just go a bit more wild than you need to. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I suppose it's one of the reasons why flexible dieting or not even necessarily flexible dieting, but more flexible approaches to your nutrition, uh, you know, they, they lead to improvements and more healthy emotions, more healthy, uh, better mental health overall because you know you're not sort of in this constricted rigid approach to your nutrition where you know you feel like you can't have this and you can't have that and you know then as you said whenever the flip the 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 the, the, you flip the switch because you've gone you've gone on holidays and the floodgates open and then you've you've gone from one end of the spectrum (laughs) where it's like nothing 
to the other end of the spectrum where you've just lost the lost the run of yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And I suppose that's kind of one of the things that we we do with, with coaching clients is to sort of help people and guide people towards this place that they don't feel like they need to be super restrictive and rigid um, and sort of this uh, pendulumism where it's like kind of you're swinging from one end of the spectrum to the other. And that's kind of why we, 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 um, we preach and we teach, <laughs> we preach and our, we teach um, <laughs> our clients um, of this more flexible, more realistic approach to their nutrition and their health habits overall. And that's why it works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably a good point to finish on. Unless you've anything more you want to add um, on this topic. Um, so if you're, if you're doing a trip advisor for Galway, what's, uh, what are you writing down? <laughs> um, let trip me see. Review. So, the yeah i mean everything we did was it was pretty great to be fair um you know the handsome burger is absolutely worth checking out okay even if it's mm-hmm. not the best burger in the country in my opinion uh it's all lies <laughs> it's definitely worth checking out they, they've they have a lot of really good loaded fries as well so you mm-hmm. know sides are relevant but um yeah that dealer uh restaurant where, where we have brunch they do dinner as well and again it's the same same bull as like locally sourced food and it, you know it tasted fantastic so um i actually left them a TripAdvisor review um Stuff. there's some good there's some good coffee places right because i care a lot about coffee um mm, your coffee connoisseur yeah and i'm not willing to have shy cups of coffee really so <clears throat> i will do my my level best to source good coffee places ahead of time so in galway city uh, coffee works and press excellent all right that was mm-hmm. fantastic you, you know it's going to be good the, the second you walk through the door and get the smells um that was really really good there was a place in salt hill uh called cali coffee which was same sort of like high level kind of boutique coffee very very good uh so definitely recommend those places if you like coffee um Aran islands certainly worth a visit i only went to inish more um and yeah, you, we probably didn't stay there long enough. I think our, the ferry arrived at like 11 and we had to leave at half three. And I think we stepped back on the boat at 28 past three and it was like mm. a, a hard a hard leave at half three. So we, we had a bit of a frantic cycle um, back from the, the wormhole. You know, it's that, they call it the wormhole, but it's that pool where they did the Red Bull cliff diving. Right. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like a perfectly formed pool, but it's naturally, like it looks like, perfectly rectangular was naturally formed um so yeah we spent a bit too long searching for that and then had to race back to make the ferry um so would have liked to stay there probably for another few hours to be fair and then have lunch and stuff but it was um there's a fourth there called dunangasa so i lay lay my claim to it as is my birthright <laughs> um so and then yeah galway city's great like lots of nice pubs it's quite funny like like literally there's signs outside every single pub and bar saying world's best cocktail experience or like award-winning cocktails and it's like okay so you, you guys all have awards yeah um like who, who who's given them to you i went to a bookshop there actually as well charlie burns bookshop and um, that's like relatively famous uh, it's on the same street where there's a lot of nice 
restaurants where the Dobros is. Mm. Uh, that's the pizza place. But yeah, there's over a hundred thousand books in that shop, which uh, is pretty sweet if you mm. like reading. Which it's a lot do. of knowledge. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, and then uh, we went to the the Hyde. I think it's called the, uh, attached to the Forester Hotel. I think it is. That that was one of the that was a really nice bar slash restaurant. So pretty trendy. And um, mm-hmm. if people want to go there, and uh, and then a tapas place called Cava Bodega for one of the dinners, which was uh, really really good. So yeah, super. Uh, very very happy with the trip. I must say, super, super, class class. Brian, if someone listens to this and they think. I would love to get help from one of these two gentlemen. Where can they go to? Where should they go to? And where can they get into contact with us? Yeah. So essentially, if you want to hire us as your restaurant travel guides for different locations. No, no, obviously, yes. If you are interested in coaching and, and nutrition coaching and help with your health habits, nutrition habits, body composition goals, sports performance. Uh, if you need help improving your relationship with food, uh, you know, overcoming disordered eating, binge eating, um, we can help you. So to make sure that we are the right fit for you uh, and vice versa, you can go to triagemethod.com forward slash nutrition hyphen coaching and find, more about, find, find out more about the service there. Uh, or you can just go to triagemethod.com and find the nutrition coaching section. It's not that hard. You can find out more about myself and Dean on there. Our profiles are on there. Um, you can contact us on Instagram, um, you know, so at Dean McAloon uh, or at Brian O'Hengisa. Uh, you can also go to triage method on Instagram too. Uh, send us a DM or, you know, just find more useful, helpful content uh, to go along with this podcast and the other podcasts that uh, you yourself do, Dean. And then obviously there's a triage method podcast as well. Um, so yeah, I think that about covers it. Sweet, sweet. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in as always. And as I say, as, or as Brian say, said just there, if you have any other questions, please don't be afraid to shoot us a message on Instagram to find out more information on anything that we talked about today in this podcast, or if you are interested in coaching and you want more details, shoot us a message there. We'd be happy to help you, but uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys in the next one and we'll leave it there. All right, guys.